Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. November 17th, 2023. We made it the end of the week. Hope you had a great week. Hope you're having a great start to your Friday morning. Hope you had a great Thursday evening. We'll probably talk about all those things in some capacity on today's Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush will be here today, but just we'll, we'll miss the morning pleasantries. So... I think he'll be rolling in a little bit after that first segment. Somewhere in hour one, we are led to believe. Justin Kalen, the best producer in radio, how are you? I am good. I uh, got a pretty significant amount of sleep last night thanks to Joe Burrow getting hurt, so I didn't have any incentive to stay awake and watch that game. Really unfortunate, but like I said, it, it gave me some nice little sleep. But now I had a good, uh, good Thursday. I went home, watched Survivor, cut up some leaves in the yard. Um Watched Indiana squeak out another win, and then uh, watched the first half of that NFL game, and then I uh, went to bed. So it was a good little Thursday for me, but I'm happy that it's Friday. I don't have a game tonight, so I've got a free Friday night trying to figure out what to do with that here this evening. So, yeah, I got all kinds of options. How are you, TJ? Yeah, depending on where you got that IU right state line, you the right state may have covered, IU may have covered, but IU wins by nine. And did your boy M. Taco play a little bit better? He did. Yes, I was. I was a little more impressed with him last night. He still did not look great, um, but I, I did. He came out. He scored seven early points, hit a three. So he he was a big jump starter for the team last night. Who Indiana actually got out to a crazy big lead. They were up 13, 14 points like five minutes into the game. So I actually did the thing on the live line in the second half. I was like, you know. I should have taken the ten and a half in the pregame, so I went ahead and slammed that ten and a half in the live game, and as you know, didn't work out. No, Scooty. Yeah, I should have stayed away. I, I told myself I was going to stay away. I didn't even end up betting player props for the game yesterday, so I I just wanted a little bit of action as that one came down the wire. Indiana <laughs> legit should have covered that ten and a half, but they kind of pooped it away. So it is what it is. Well, what the hell is M. Taco doing shooting seven threes? Of his nine field goal attempts, Scoot, seven mm-hmm. of them were threes. Is he this three-point specialist I didn't know anything about? No, I mean, I, I have no doubt that he can knock them down. Um, 
but yeah, it's that's not where you want him shooting. He's going to be a lot better in the mid range. My patience with that kid's running out, and it's it's running out quick. Man, folks, just in like a span of a minute, I got Scoots to be like, "Yeah, he played a little bit better." He did. Too, my, my patience with him is is running out. Well, quick. and it, it all—I guess both things could be true there. It all stems from the defensive end. Like, yeah, he's going to provide some decent things for us offensively throughout the season, but defensively, he is garbage. How this guy was a five-star, how he got away with not playing any defense in high school, and I don't—I don't know that that's the case. Maybe he was just a def- different defensive scheme that he understood better. Maybe he doesn't understand what Indiana's trying to do. I don't know what it is, but defensively, M. Taco's going to cost us some games. And that's that's just the reality of it. Well, you got the win. What if I told you – and you're 3-0. You got to be excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, what, what if I told you that all the teams that you, all, that you have beaten have not won another game elsewhere? Yes, I'm aware. We've played some really bad teams, um, which well, makes me not actually, feel good. It was actually a lie. Florida Gulf Coast has won one game, but mm. Army and Wright State are over. And speaking of Army, one of their offers was to Stonehill, who the Cats play tonight. Mm-hmm. It's a, a game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big X Scoots. Game day. You got to get pumped. You got to get pumped for this one. Oh, I'm pumped. This is one, you know, a lot of people were looking forward to the Kansas game, but I would say the majority of the fan base said, yeah, get us through Tuesday night. I'm really looking forward to that Stonehill game in the in the second leg of the Wildcat Challenge. What time is that game tonight? When you least expect it. Nine o'clock. Seven o'clock. Oh, okay. Really, probably when you'd most expect it. Exactly. Stonehill <laughs> is an awful basketball team. They did beat Army rather comfortably, which if I was Scoots, you can't always play the score transitive property, but it would worry me that Army kind of came into Bloomington and, and messed around with a sleepy Hoosier team, and then Stonehill had their way with them. So, uh, But besides that, Stonehill is terrible. UConn beat them by 40. St. Joe's beat them by 44. They, lost, they got doubled up by George Washington. <laughs> and we're not talking about the general, Scoots. We're talking about the university. They lost by 45 in that one. Uh, their closest loss is that 40-point loss to UConn, as a matter of fact. Wow. Uh, in their losses, teams are putting up, let's see, uh, 207 plus 90. We'll just call that 407, take away the 10, 397 divided by 3, 1, 3, 2. Well, that can't be right. Hundred no, that, that definitely is, is not right. Uh, Haven't they played four games? Sometimes can be, okay, 207, then we're going to make it 307. We're going to bring it back to two. There we go. I made it 397. 297, and that gets you, yeah, so uh, nine, 92 points. About 92 points being averaged against them in their losses. A little bit above 92 points. Should be cats should put up some points today, and I apologize holding everybody's hand through my terrible mental math segment. So uh, <laughs> sorry to waste your all's time on that. But point being, not a great opponent tonight. This is a work on yourself kind of game. You don't really necessarily worry so much about the opponent. You worry about yourself. Uh, have the team gel more. Have these lineups gel a little bit more. Scoots, these are the games you really do wish you had just any of the big guys to shake off some rust, get their feet wet. This would be a perfect game for the NCAA to come out about noon today and say, oh, yeah, Big Z's cleared. Which, by the way, 
You, I, if if we had more time, probably on like Tuesday or Wednesday, I probably would have predicted this week would be the week we'd get news on Big Z. It will not go past next week. Uh, this time next week, I would almost guarantee that we'll have a decision. Um, I, I'm a little surprised we we haven't already. What's the but these up? would be the NCAA. The it, it was told to me, and I don't know if this is true or not, that he was quite literally like the last or second to last player to add a roster to be added to a roster for a winter sport. So like they just had to get through everybody else, but the NCAA does have new timeline rules where they have X amount of time to be able to get something done with player eligibility. And that clock is ticking. Like it's almost up even with him being one of the last players to enroll for winter sports in the entire collegiate database. So the holdup is, I, I'm imagining they had to get through some other people first. That Spaniard that plays at UCLA, what is his name? Andy Mara, I believe, or something along those lines. He got cleared about a week ago or so, which would seem to be a good indication, one, that Big Z is going to get cleared, and two, that it's probably going to happen relatively soon. And UK has been hinting at a decision soon. But when you look at these cupcake games, and now really through until SEC play, this is – like. You, you get a you get a nice blend of good games, and if it isn't a good game, it's a it's a cupcake game with maybe one or two exceptions in that ordeal. Stonehill tonight. You get St. Joe's on Monday. St. Joe's isn't Stonehill, obviously, and St. Joe's isn't Marshall, but that's still a game Kentucky should win somewhat comfortably. So that one maybe is a little bit of an asterisk there. Then you get Marshall. That's one where you got to just work on yourself. Then that Miami game, that's going to be a huge deal. I've talked a lot about it. We'll talk more about it. Then you get Wilmington. Road game at Penn's a little bit tricky. Then UNC, that's a big one. Then Louisville, that's probably more of like a work-on-yourself time in the game, believe it or not, but that's where things are at. Then you get Illinois State. That's obviously a cupcake opponent. Then the calendar turns. It's the new year, and you better be ready to rock and roll. Point being, Scoots, while the rest of the year, while it's mid-November and you think that you know we still have plenty of time to get these fi- things figured out, you're talking about one, two, three, like maybe only four more complete throwaway games. Not a ton, Scoots. Oh, that's Kentucky basketball for you, isn't it? Aren't you used to this? Just a brutal schedule <laughs> no, every no. year where you don't get these opportunities to work on yourself? No, and, and I'm a, like, this is, I wouldn't change a thing about it. It's just these four cupcake games, including tonight. That would just be in a perfect scenario, the games you blend in a Bradshaw, you blend in a Big Z, uh, gun is not going to be ready by the time these cupcake schedules conclude, so I won't even throw him into the fray. But it's just it's going to be a little bit nerve-wracking if instead of against Stonehill, Big Z's first game is that Miami game on November 28th. It's like, all right, well, we know we're not going to see him tonight, and if we do, it's going to be incredibly limited. But against Stonehill, when UK is up 30 – that dude can play 25 minutes. It's not, he's not going to hurt anything by going out there. These are important games for that reason. You're getting that taken out of the equation unless we get some surprising news tonight. But I will be excited to see them go out there and at least just play, you know, uh, see see how they look a little differently from Kansas. This is just a fun team to watch, very entertaining. And UK is a 32-and-a-half-point favorite, which I would be inclined to think the Cats cover Although with numbers that big, usually safer just to stay away. We will get your picks of the week segment uh, later in today's show. Scoots remains just absolutely in fuego. Killing it. I, did, I didn't I did hit the NFL game last night, though, so that was a bummer. 
oh my gosh, I lost pretty much every bet on the NFL game last night, and I didn't even take the spread, which if I had to, I would have taken the Ravens, although I did tell my buddy right before the game, I was like, everybody I personally know is on the Ravens. Kind of makes me wish I was on the Bengals. Um, Didn't end up getting on the Bengals, though. And then once Joey Biscuits got hurt, interesting game in the sense that Lamar looks like he may get hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm getting home from Friendsgiving at that point, Scoot. So yeah, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was out for the game too early. He had, I think, one catch and he got busted up with his knee. Yeah, and if you had a Mark Andrews first touchdown prop yeah. when he's like two yards from the goal line, you get super excited. And then not only does he not score, and maybe he didn't score because he got hurt, but then he gets hurt. Really, kind of weird injury reaction there is he's like messing with his hands. Is like, is he losing feeling or something like it that? It was, yeah, it was almost like he had a concussion the way he was moving his arms. It was pretty scary looking, but then he it was scary. But then he got up and was holding his knee, and I was like, okay, what the heck? My guess is like. He's probably just in a lot of pain, and that was like how he was doing pain toleration was like moving, you know, just moving, grabbing. But I don't. It was weird. We were all kind of like, I hope he's okay. Is this like a medical emergency or something along those lines? So I did have Mark Andrews first touchdown prop. That obviously lost. That wasn't great. Then Lamar gets hurt, and on the radio broadcast, scoots pretty like serious accusations, but people just don't like a ton of people just don't listen to. NFL radio broadcast, I guess, where it'd like turn into news. But the Baltimore Ravens radio crew accused that Bengals player who was in on the Mark Andrews tackle and it Logan Wilson, I think, and he was in on the Lamar injury. And they said that there was something that he was doing with the way that he would tackle and like twist that he was trying to intentionally hurt people's ankles. I was like, oh my Good heavens, days. that is like a serious accusation. Go, I mean, basically criminal when you're even in the context of sports that you're intentionally trying to go out there and hurt people. And also I was thinking to myself is that football's been being played for over a hundred years. There's this secret way to tackle that you can guarantee to hurt people's ankles that you can just do nonchalant and like real time and play. And we've never really known it before. But now this Bengals player has perfected it twice in the first quarter. It was it was a, a pretty loaded comment from the Ravens radio crew. And it wasn't just one guy saying it. They both were saying it. Of course, Lamar comes back in. But I even before we know, I think the status of Lamar, you see Joey Biscuits get hurt mm-hmm. and. It was on a touchdown pass, if I'm not mistaken, and he's acting, you, you know, very clearly bothered by something. Goes over to the sidelines in a pretty classic video of him just picking up a ball, trying to throw it, but before he could even release it forward, it slips out of his hands, indicating that due to this hand injury or whatever's going on, Joey Biscuits can't grip a football. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, if you can't grip a football, you're not playing quarterback in the NFL, at least at that moment. And he did get off the plane, and he had a thing on his hand, and people were wondering about that. Big conspiracy theories online, whether or not it was like a writing utensil for an iPad or if it was like a sling for an injury. I, I don't know if we ever ended up getting a, a an answer on what that was, but he did get hurt. He didn't finish the game. Who who came in? Jake Browning, I think, came yeah. in for him. Mm-hmm. And he completed did, his oh, first his first pass was a beauty. I was I looked at my roommate who's a Bengals fan and I was like, "Holy smokes. That's a good-looking pass." But you knew that they eventually just weren't going to be able to keep up and mm-hmm. we ended up having a little bit of a stinker. Uh just to give you all some joy, some other bets that I lost. I used a bonus bet to do an alt prop for the Bengals under 14 and a half. So of course they score and complete in total garbage time to <laughs> take away that bet. Uh, I went Joe Mixon pretty much heavy on like all his unders for rushing 
and ended up even like doing some alt lines on rushing. But of course, when Joe Joey Biscuits get hurt, they literally have no other way to really move the ball. So they pounded it to him. He hit the over. So I missed out on that one also. So yeah, all things considered, horrible, horrible gambling night. Wasn't a very good sports night because that game ended up not living up to the hype because obviously Joey Biscuits got hurt. And the Bengals now, you're, you're wondering, is this just like a throwaway season? If Burrow's out for extended period of time, which my guess is he probably is, uh, although they don't play again for nine days, which is good news for the Bengals, it, it may it may just be, you know, ain't going to happen this year potentially for the Bengals. I don't know. The which way- is okay because your future will always be bright, but uh, that division's really tough and you're falling behind. That injury that he suffered was really weird. I mean, the way he reacted, first of all, it was not a touchdown pass. I think it was an incompletion actually. But when he, as soon as he released it, he like started shaking his hand, which tells me it's got to be some sort of nerve damage, right? I mean, that's I can't. I couldn't think of anything else last night that that could be. It doesn't have to be nerve damage. Hands are very fickle. I've broken my hand twice. It, it's just like it's funny how all of it's kind of connected. And if one, you know, if your if your pinky finger's broken or your index finger's broken, you're surprised. You're shocked by just like how much that enables your other the entire movement of that entire hand so i don't know i'm not a doctor obviously um maybe maybe it was nerve damage potentially it was uh, scoots I've, I've got some stories all right love story time friendsgiving was great sweet how was the fried the turkey, turkey? The turkey lived up to the hype, as Good. it always does. Good. Uh, the the wife went to go see the new Hunger Games. So, did you know there was a new Hunger Games movie? I knew there was one coming out. Yeah, I didn't really know it until like a week ago. She told me that that's what she was doing. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Jennifer Lawrence not in this one though, right? Boo. I'm pretty sure she's not. But uh, anyway, so I was single dad at Friendsgiving, Lucy being my date. Scoots, right before the wife went to the movie, she was getting picked up by her parents. They were going to go get dinner. Sounded like a nice Thursday evening. I was happy. I would have liked to be involved, but we had the Friendsgiving, so we just decided to split up. The, the grandparents come inside to say hi to Lucy. She was a wreck. She didn't know they were coming over. She didn't know that she they were leaving. She can't like comprehend like why did they just come in and give me a kiss and leave? Mm. Like what's that all about? So it kind of started off the night on like a, an emotional edge. I think it's a good way to put it. Um, so basically, the next forty five minutes, she's just screaming for her Gigi, and I think it eventually clicks that mommy's not there either. So then it's just like, oh, no Gigi, no mommy. I'm just stuck with you. Like, what the hell is going on here? So we get her in the car. We put on some Disney music. When I say we, it's just me. Uh, We get her in the car. We put on some Disney music. We go to the buddy's house. And she has calmed down at this point. She's not, like, screaming for Gigi or or mommy or anything like that at this point. I've convinced her, like, hey, you're going to see friends. You're about to have a little bit of fun here, too. And I I think she was just already in kind of a – a wreck stage that she was so clingy scoots and she never is like overly clingy, at least to daddy. So clingy, like would not let me just like sit down in her play three feet in front of me. She'd want me to like hold her hand. So she could like go walk over, make sure the temperature was fine on the toys. And then I could go like sit down. Eventually we got frozen on upstairs. 
But even then, I couldn't just like leave her be to watch Frozen. So uh, my Friendsgiving was basically me just upstairs with about four kids watching Frozen, <laughs> eating the fried turkey by myself. <laughs> Felt like I was in daddy daycare. Like kids were jump. This kid came up to me. He's coughing up a storm because he's a kid and that's what kids do. And I'm like, oh, oh, cover your mouth. And he's like, well, I've got a cold, so I don't have to cover my mouth. What? I was like, oh, it's actually the other way around. If you got a cold, you especially have to cover your mouth. And he was just like, oh. He's like a four-year-old. Very, very, very cute. Um, yeah, so it was a different Friendsgiving for sure. But the food still was totally on point. And uh, we we had fun. And it was pa- way past her bedtime, too. So I'm not blaming sweet little Lucy. It was a whirlwind of emotion. A lot going on. Uh, so there, there was my Thursday evening. And then, Scoots, after you stood me up for lunch, mm-hmm. there's this new place off the Waterson, right by Shelbyville Road, uh, you know, over there near Top Golf. This this place, they're more than welcome to, to become a sponsor if, if they would like. It used to be the Fox and the Hound. It used to be Aspen Creek. Those places are long gone. I think it was one more thing in between those. It's been a lot of different places. But it's a new thing. You can't miss it if you're driving Waterson East, like right after 64. Scoots, they say that they've got the best TV set up in town. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to go check it out for myself. So Buddy and I went and grabbed lunch. They, they actually may have the best TV set up in town. Uh, Rooster, we love Roosters. Roosters is amazing. This gives Roosters a run for its money, no doubt about it. The it was packed. I couldn't believe that. It's a huge space, but like pretty much every table was full. The place only opened up on Monday. So I guess maybe just like new business bump. This is a place that is a chain, but they they don't have any places in Kentucky. Like Louisville was the first town to get this place. And I don't even know if there's any within like the indie Cincy region. Maybe there is. I'm not 100 percent sure. So maybe that's why it was crowded. Just people have heard about it. I'd never heard about it until it was built. People were there. It was packed. Good atmosphere. Service was fine. Scoots. We ordered uh, a burger. We asked them what they were known for. And the lady, like, you thought I was talking Spanish to her. She was like, (laughs) known for? I was like, yeah, what do people, like, normally get here? And she's like, to be honest with you, we're like four days. Eventually, she came around to this this take. She was like, to be honest with you, we're only four days open. We got to taste test everything. I loved everything, and I haven't noticed, like, any one specific item being ordered more than anything else. And then she was like, actually, if I were you, I'd probably order the salmon. And I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm not ordering (laughs) salmon at lunch. And I enjoy like some decent salmon from time to time, but like no chance in France. I'm at this restaurant for the first time, checking the place out that I'm going to get salmon. That's more of a dinner thing for me anyways, than it is a lunch thing. So we just order burgers, play it safe. Scoots, the burgers never came. What? The burgers never came. How does that happen? They just forgot about us. <laughs> like they just stone cold forgot about us. And you say the service was okay? That sounds well, like, like the, terrible the, service. Well, I don't. The waitress, the the waitress staff, and like the host and the hostesses were solid. I can't speak for the kitchen. Uh, I'll go as far as saying the kitchen service was terrible. No but kidding. Like, the 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 sweet lady would come around and be like, "I cannot believe it's still not out here. Let me go double check see what's coming on, going on." And then like ten minutes would pass. She was like, "Seriously, still? Well, let me get you all a drink. I'll go back and check on it again." It was no like that. Just for two burgers. It was funny seeing how many people would come around us, sit, 
sit down, order their lunch, get their food, eat, get up, leave. Well, we were just like, man, all for two freaking burgers. Manager came out. They were super nice, Scoots. That's the way you handle things if, like, something doesn't go right. They were super apologetic. We weren't expecting, like, anything. But they eventually did bring the burgers out into go boxes because it had been over an hour now at this point. And they didn't make us pay for them. So at least that was nice. Right? Did you have to pay for anything? Uh, We did pay for the beer. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they should have covered that too. Uh, I, you know, I, like if nothing else, I, we weren't in a huge rush. So if nothing else, just having a beer at lunch. There was college basketball games on. It wasn't the worst thing in the. I, I, if now if they would have like not acknowledged us, if they wouldn't have said anything about it, then I probably wouldn't have been a thrilled. But you could tell like this place has only been open a few days. They're probably working out some kinks. For whatever reason, two burgers got lost in the shuffle. Uh, but that being said, I definitely would go back. I'd recommend the place. I'd like them to to sponsor Kentucky Roll Call, Scoots. Man, I uh, I watched a little bar rescue yesterday, and John Taffer would not have let that fly. You think Taffer would be going nuts? Oh, he would have been in the kitchen screaming at him. It's just two burgers! Two cheeseburgers! He's a madman. The to-go burger's solid. It was good. Good. Like I wouldn't say it was like anything overly special. But did you, did you uh, eat it in your car? Oh, the no, back at the office. But the hilarious thing was they still got like the order wrong. Oh my gosh! So we when we opened the to go boxes and saw that, would you say something about them getting the order wrong? Yes or no to Scoots? It really depends how they messed it up. I mean, if I'm just so if I'm one getting, burger was supposed. To, one burger was supposed to have bacon. Another burger was not supposed to have like any lettuce, tomato, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. And there was no bacon, and both of them had lettuce, tomato, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty disappointing. But at the end of the day, you can pick all that off, and it still doesn't change the flavor profile of your burger. Now, if you ordered like a Debatable. if you ordered like a standard American cheeseburger and they threw like barbecue sauce on it or something, yeah, then I would have an issue. But just no, just the lettuce, tomato and onion. I mean, I'm I hate onion, and I'll swear that it changes the flavor of a burger even the, if even, even if you take them off, but I, yeah, I still wouldn't have complained. No, you got it for It's got to be like chopped onions cooked with the burger. I think just like a onion on top of a burger doesn't really do much for me, but the the uh, chopped onions in a burger I think can bring out some Ugh. flavor to it. Scoots, I did say something. Oh boy! But it was it was just to the wait. Like you know, the waitress was friendly. We we had a good rapport, and, and she was again very understandingly apologetic. But I was just like, just you know, I know you all are dealing with the kitchen stuff. They did get the order wrong. She's like, you've got to be kidding me! And I was like, not a, not a big deal at all. And I said exactly what you said. I was like, nothing that people we just can't pick off. I just thought you should know. They're like, you know, Cook. your kitchen's got some issues right those, now. Those cooks need a left-handed cigarette. Their head was heads were not in the game. It was packed. I'm sure they just got blitzed, and you know, we we were the unlucky ones in the place. But yes, no big deal to have like lettuce, tomato, and that stuff on. But I do think. If you want to get customer service right and you want your customers to be happy uh, after making them wait an hour and then proceeding to not even get the orders right, although close enough, I suppose, uh, not a good business strategy. If you text it in the first segment, we like to try to read it in the first segment. We call it the Thornton's grab and go section. You get to jump the line. 
Uh, Say, we haven't heard from Say in forever. We've totally, I think, mostly lost him as a morning texter. He's just nothing but Trevor nowadays. He says it's illegal to give out free alcohol at a restaurant. Yeah, I thought that that may be the case. Yeah, I I forgot that too. Thanks, Say. Uh, But nothing you can't really do under the table, huh? John says, John here. Fantastic morning to you all. Rise and shine. It's game day edition, baby. This afternoon, I will be heading to the game for some live action. Give me the basketball cats by 30-plus big ones. Hey, Wagner's the MVP tonight. He'll have bounce-back performance. We'll got to go talk to you later. John, safe travels to Lexington. Have fun at the game. Uh, it should be a big blue blowout for you. And 30-plus big ones, 31 points, Scoots. He's saying that Stonehill's going to cover. Ooh, I don't like that. I know. He's saying Stonehill's going to cover. Uh, let's see. We've got Roush texting, and what does he need? Oh, okay. Y'all can hit the brakes after burger time. Well, yeah, well, we'll just, run the show as we see fit, Ralph. Just an okay? update. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll 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 do this as we see fit. Uh Texter says, TJ, you get stranded on a desert island for whatever reason ten years ago. Ten years go by and rescue shows up. They ask you for either your phone number or the Thornton's text line number. Which are you more confident in remembering to get off the island? Both. <laughs> Easy. If in ten years I don't remember one of those two numbers. I'll eat a shoe. Of course, I remember my buddy Chase Carrero's home phone number growing up. He ended up being a a lacrosse superstar. I hope he's doing well. I still remember his number. My buddy Dustin, I remember his number. Adam, I still remember your number from grade school. I still remember my the house phone numbers I had to call for people. uh, To my buddy Nick Ford, I remember his phone number growing up. Um, So yes, I'll remember both those numbers in ten years. If you had to guess which one I'd be more confident in, it's a good question because, like, for the last five years, I haven't been expressing loudly my own phone number. But then again, I've had my same phone number my entire life, Scoots. Mm. I'm a phone number lifer. Like, ever since I've had a cell phone, I've had this same number. Same. Which I think I got my first cell phone in eighth grade, so 2004. So I've had, yeah, so I've had this number for almost 20 years. 20-year anniversary next year. Do I celebrate? Uh, No. And if the last digit of my phone number was a four, you could wrap it like Mike Jones. But it's not. It's it's a six, so it doesn't rhyme as well. We'll take our first commercial break. We'll come back. Nick Roush will be joining us. The Cats take on the Gamecocks in football tomorrow in an absolutely colossal game. We'll see how he's feeling about that one. We'll get our picks of the week. We'll read more on the Thornton's text line. jam Pack Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. Scooter Dingus is the producer. I'm TJ Walker. We'll be right back. Hey, snap your bangles. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen now being joined by that boisterous voice is Nick Roush. Nick, how are you? Uh, I'm great. I'm I'm excited to be here. I get really antsy when I'm not on the show and listening to it. And I just there was two just severe rules that were broken during the morning pleasantries. Um, not breach of protocol, but two rules that I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, one is you never go to a restaurant opening week, maybe even opening month. So I I understand the uh, like 
that's a risk you're willing to take when you go in opening week um, that, you know, they might just forget about you. (laughs) I I, I understand it. We weren't mad about it. Like we weren't the people we weren't like, I demand to speak to your manager. This is unacceptable. We were having fun. It's a cool place. I'm a fan. And yeah, Roush, I think you are. you, You do have to understand if you go to a place really probably the first month that like, they probably don't have all their ducks in a row. Try to be patient with them. And then hopefully they're like apologetic and they're understanding that like, yeah. oh, yeah, we are kind of slow on our side of things. We'll be nice to these people. But I definitely would go back. But you're right. When you're taking you're taking some chances when you go into a place opening week, really the opening the first opening several weeks. You, you also had the you did have the right mindset there. Um, I would not have been able to recover when rule number two got broken. And that's. For the love of God, Gigi, have you never been around kids before? You can't just show up and, like, see them. I mean, that's the worst part of this whole thing that I'm doing this week where I'm dodging dad care and doing all this stuff is finding a way to get into my office with as least amount of contact as possible or kids going to lose it. Like, they, that's just what they do. They don't – you can't just say hi. Like, they don't mm-hmm. – they, they, no, they're going to lose it. I, I – I was I was mad for you in the car. I, I I literally like screamed like, "What the hell, Gigi? Like, come on!" And it's like, I I was just it was totally out of the blue too. Like it was just, it was as surprising to me as it was to Lucy. And it was just like if we would have gotten a heads up about that, we could have spun it as like, "Hey, she's driving through the neighborhood in her car. Should we go out and wave hi to her or something like that?" Yes. But it, but she came over, brought over a huge thing of Christmas decorations, which is very nice. We all love Gigi; she's the best. But like it, it very much looked like, "Oh, Gigi's here for a stay." This is cool. And then, like, you blinked, and then she was gone. It was just like, what? For a two-year-old brain, even for my dumb 32-year-old brain, it was like, well, what just happened here? Like, where did we go from here? Now we're picking up the pieces that Gigi left behind. It all turned out fine. But, yeah, you know, that you, kids can't really comprehend, like, the, the quick drop by, you know? you. I think, no, no. I think you all have to put yourself in the minds of Gigi, though. Like, the grandparents, they don't, they don't always get to see their grandkids. They're growing up every day. She might have grown – half inch since she last saw her like if you're a grandma or grandpa or and i say this as a place coming from an uncle standpoint I, anytime i get to see my nieces or nephews or anyone younger i i want to take that opportunity so yeah while it may have been convenient for you think of the happiness that it put in Gigi's life well, you're scoots you're, you're a stand-up guy and you're exactly right about that and i do understand that like I, I, it's not that i'm saying that the, the whole in, encounter should not have happened i just i think a, a heads up could have braced everybody for impact exactly because the the going out to the car is that could have been a fun little event um, mm-hmm. instead of just a nightmare scenario so yes um, communication almost as much of an Nightmares the Bengals. Um, also, b- before we get into game day talk, I did want to mention, too, the fade is officially back on. Um, I had Mark Andrews anytime touchdown last night before the game, and then I live bet the Bengals when Lamar Jackson was in the tent, only for Joey Burrow to go get hurt. So I'm not betting on the Cats this weekend. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. I think, I think I've got to just officially stop betting on them, period, because it's it's dangerous right now. I'm, I'm, I'm a Mark man. Yeah, I've 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 been on now. Not that I haven't hit some bets, but I've been on a pretty cold streak the last month or so myself as well. I, the only person hot here is Scoots. Maybe we just we we tail we tail Scoots. Ooh. He's made his NFL picks for the week. We'll get his college football picks today. Who would have thought? Old Scooty uh, Magooty. 
Nobody. The Northern Light of Gambling. I have not looked at the gambling board yet, but I can tell you that due to past weeks, I will be on one of the same teams. <laughs> hmm. The 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 Hoosiers? Nope. I have hmm. I've not been on the Hoosiers. Yeah, you have been. You took them to against Wisconsin, I That's think. True. I think you took them against That's Penn true. State. So yeah, I, I guess I have taken them a couple times, but no, there's a there's one juicy line that I absolutely love this week. So stay tuned for if that. If that if that ain't a radio tease, I don't know <laughs> what is. Roush, you get anything last night? Did you do anything? Uh, it was mostly just preparing for today. Um, hitting the road to Columbia once the the show ends. So you know, had to get. Um, my my wife's doing a crafts. Christmas craft show at uh, mail tomorrow. So she's getting all of her stuff ready. I'm getting all the laundry done. Uh, her family's coming in. So we're cleaning stuff and, you know, just trying to get all the kids and everything in order. Um, and then, you know, maybe have a post or something ready for today while we're on the road. So uh, just kind of getting th- things ready was looking forward to uh, uh, watching that game. I thought it was going to be a good football game. Stinks that Joe Burrow's hurt. Um, I'm just. Mm-hmm. That just it sucks. Like there's there's no other way to put it. Because I I was hoping for a good game, and now, I mean, who would have thought? You know, Demar Hamlin's health issue aside, going into that game, those looked like two of the best, three best teams in the National Football League, and now neither of them will probably make the playoffs. And there's there's a lot of football to be played, but I mean that's this division's tough. Burrow is going to be out at least a couple weeks. Um, so yeah, I I just. It's, it's wild how, how quickly things can change in the National Football League. This league. And speaking of the National Football League, probably with that game being a little bit of a stinker, one of the – I don't know if I'll say a bigger storyline than the game because it probably isn't, but a huge storyline in its own right, Roush, Carissa Thompson says yes. on Pardon My Take, which you may have heard, you know, not live because it's a podcast, but you may have already – you may have actually heard like while listening to that episode or maybe you didn't. But with pardon my take, she says that sometimes she would just 1,000% make up a sideline report. She couldn't get a hold of the coach. The coach wouldn't stop to talk to her. And she says on on pardon my take, yeah, no coach is going to get mad at me for saying they need to do better on third down and they need to try to get their defense off the field. Just very generic football takes like yeah just nothing just filler really nothing of substance and she said when she couldn't get a hold of coach or couldn't actually get any analysis she'd just go to the well of generic takes say a few things have that 15 second spot roush and boom she was off scot-free says that on part of my take you are a big j journalist you take this business incredibly seriously are you are you offended i'm I'm the proprietor of the journalism awards and Mm -hmm. i would like to confirm that this is, in fact, journalism. Yeah. Whoa. People say fake it till you make it, and then when somebody admits that they are talking out of the side of their mouth every once in a while, uh, people get all high and mighty. Um, I I like that you presented it this way, TJ, because um, I I just – when I heard it live, I was like, oh, man, I'm I'm glad that somebody's at least admitting to this because – We've all thought this to be true. Now, you had a bunch of journalists who, you know, take themselves way too seriously and think that they're just the bastions of truth and that everything must be like Kaylee Hartung when she's watching Joe Burrow and looking for injury updates. Like that's that's much different than trying to catch a coach coming out of the locker room at halftime. 
right? Like th- those are two different things. I don't think Carissa Thompson, when she's on the sideline for the Fox stuff um, on Sundays, is bullcrapping injury reports. She either has it or she doesn't. It's all the coming out of halftime terrible interviews that we co- we complain about the interviews, the in game stuff, right? The stuff that they're having them to do. I just I thought that it was. Um, I, I appreciated being candid because she's definitely not the only one that does it, right? Like we, anybody who talks in into a microphone bullcraps every once in a while, and she just admitted it. Fake it till you make it is supposed to be a positive, and like oh, all of a sudden now we're gonna be so high and mighty because she didn't get exactly what the coach said after they were down halftime and he was pissed off and didn't want to talk to the media. Like I'm, you, I'm not gonna get mad and like hold say that she's a bad journalist or whatever like come on people lighten the hell up it's it's sports it's come on <laughs> scoots take a penny for your take the only issue i have with it is it, it kind of reminds me of the whole michigan situation like there's nothing wrong with what michigan did it's the fact that they brought out a camera and used technology to do their job so the only issue i would have with this whole thing would be if she's actually giving the report like she talked to the coach. Like, I talked to Coach Stoops during halftime, and he said they need to be better on third down, when in all reality, she never even talked to the coach. So if she's if she is just giving, like, a generic blank statement, that's fine, but don't act like you talked to the coach and, and, like, the coach is saying those words, you know? Classic Scoots fashion, like, here we are looking for a take, and now I'm, I'm riled up somehow. Uh, first off, <laughs> The Michigan thing isn't nothing. They were literally breaking rules whether cameras were involved or not. You're not allowed to go to another team that's on your schedule's no, game. Okay, okay. In Let me stop you like there. I, against the rules whether I, or not you think it's – I understand that. We, we've we discussed that in length. I understand that what they did was wrong. But I I only see it as being wrong because they used a camera. If it, if a camera wasn't involved, I don't think – Oh, my think. gosh, Scoot. You just you, – you, it's not like my opinion that it's wrong or not. It is factually no, rule-breaking. I know okay. that, but I don't feel like it should like the rule. I don't like the rule, yeah. That's what I it comes down to. I understand you don't like the rule, but you can't say, like, well, the only thing they did wrong was get a camera. No, the In only my thing they opinion. did wrong was break. Gotcha. In my opinion. And then, secondly, with this stuff, that's exactly what she was doing. Like yeah, she was, see, she was sitting yeah. like, yeah, I, I talked to Coach Lafleur on his way out of the tunnel. He wants to get off the field on third down. And he thinks Jordan Love needs to be a bit more accurate. Yeah, then I have a major issue with that. Okay, well, don't, you have a major issue. Don't with act. It. I do not. I, I think that those. Um, I, 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 I don't believe any of those anyway because they say nothing every time. That's like true. if you don't talk to the coach. Every time that reporter comes back, they're just like, we need to play harder and we need to get off the field on third down. And you're like, uh, no poop, and you move on. It adds nothing to the broadcast, and you just – it's it's nothing. And I don't think, TJ, anybody would have uh, ever known any difference if they made up all of those um, that could – I agree. I agree with you there. It, it's I agree with a lot that you're saying, Roush, but like – we don't come on here. I don't, at least. I, I know Scoots doesn't. I, I don't think you do either. Like, we don't come on here and just make up stories. We don't come on here and just make up text messages to like fit an air. Like, we would just be liars if we did that. No, like, isn't that just what she was doing? Just lying. Yeah. Well, so, so part of the, I think the if she she was very laissez faire and very casual about it, and I think that's what tick people off but i think what a lot of it comes down to is that sometimes the she gets blown off by those coaches and she has to have something and so it's probably only happened a couple of times 
I, I get. I don't think she's yeah. like this bad person, and I, I agree with you. Like the reaction from all these other journalists, uh, some of them, it's like a dope protest too much. It's like I, what she she was honest about it, and you feel guilty because you do the same thing, but you don't have the stones to to come out and say it. It's not okay. Like doing in a journalism profession, you're supposed to have the public's trust. She does not, even if it is something that's not all that severe, like making up a stupid halftime report, which I totally agree with. Nobody ever cares about those. If the coach is actually talking, maybe you can get a little nugget. Maybe they show some emotion. Maybe they're rude to the reporter or something, and you get something out of that. Shout out Janine Edwards and Billy Gillespie. But like besides that, you're not learning anything from it, so it really isn't a huge deal besides the fact that you're just breaking the number one rule in journalism, which is making stuff up. And anytime I see like anonymous sources, I'm always a little skeptical of like, who are these? Is this exactly what they said? Because when you're doing articles with anonymous sources, even the anonymous sources don't like is that's not my quote, right? I wonder, I wonder who did say that. I didn't say that. Are they making that up that like, are they twisting some of my anonymous quotes or is this somebody completely differently? And the journalist or the author, he's the only person or she's the only person that's ever going to know about it. So I think this happens more than people would ever care to admit, um, not just in sideline reports. I just think in journalism in general, and you can get away with it like she did for a very long time. She's very comfortable. She probably shouldn't have shared that with the world. But that being said, it's not a huge deal with the content, but she will forever just be thought of as like untrustworthy, which she'll, she'll have to live with that. Well, and I, what also struck me is it sounded like she said this before somewhere else and it just didn't get picked up, which I, I find fascinating. Well, I don't understand um, if you can't get the head coach to talk and join you in for an interview. Why not go get another coach? Why not get the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, get somebody. You've got to talk to somebody to get your information. You can't just make it up. I I think that they just when they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to talk to you. And they're pissed off and don't want to talk to you. And you can say that too. That'd be an easier cop out. Yeah. Um I'm just curious cuz like I have somewhat similar situations uh, at times like when you're dealing with recruiting and people just go radio silent on you. Like, like you you know something to be true, but I don't have my own like the people who I talk to don't talk to me. Do I just not say anything or do I, do I say something even though I know they're there? I, I run into that at times. And for the most part, I've quit caring enough to where I don't think it's a big deal if I don't have it um, or I'll just like cite the other report or something like that. Um, but I, I just, I find, I just, I got very annoyed by how high, I just hate how high mighty journalists are in general, TJ. I think oh. that's worse. Where it, where it annoyed me more is because if she said that, like uh, my understanding is she said that elsewhere and it wasn't a big deal, but because it's on Barstool, part of my take, now everybody has to like get out the hammer and try to kill her. It's like, dude, like what? everybody chill out. Like it's just the, the a 15 second thing that you forgot about that would even happen on that broadcast. You've slowed down the pick and roll or the tackle more than you paid attention to what she said in those 15 seconds. So speaking of pick and rolls, Roush and I disagree about moving screens. We'll get to that a little bit later on in, in today's show. Yeah, the, the, the freak out. You, you shouldn't do that, though, and you probably shouldn't openly admit that you've been doing it. But I do appreciate her honesty. Uh, it does probably, you know, we probably should figure out something to do in those sideline. Like either the coach has to talk or they're getting fined or let's just scrap that bit anyways because you don't learn much of anything to begin with. So uh, 
it's it's juicy. It's a juicy sports conversation. We need to take our hour one break. Hour number two coming up next. We got a bunch of texts on the Thornton's text line. I want to pick Roush's brain on this game in Columbia this weekend, which you'll be heading to after the show. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome. Let's all give a collective roll call wherever you may be. One, three, roll call. I'd like to think that we just had all of our listeners, all 24 of them, just doing roll call in unison at the same time together. That would be, it feels good. That feels good. It's the last show of the week. Next week is Thanksgiving week. It's a short week. It almost feels, I don't know, Roush, it's a, it's a fun Friday. This is a good spot to be in. It was a the, fun spot to be in and, and as a kid, in high school, in college, and even as an adult. It's uh, This is the sweet spot. I do even feel like we got a little bit of that too with the champions classic on tuesday because we still had to do all of the work and stuff but having that um big game you know it, it just it, it was a late night but uh it, it did make for uh, uh like an appetizer for feast week yeah 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 certainly because uh, there, there is going to be a lot of big games um football bass i mean it's just Non-stop. Scoots, do, the, do your Scoozers, are they any sort of big event next week? Uh, yeah, we are in the Empire Classic starting Sunday. Sunday? Yep. Oh, so are we going to get cards and Scoozers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that'll be on sure. Monday, right? Or is yep. that Tuesday? No, Monday. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that'll – gosh, that's going to be Who, fun. Who's going to play West defense? Indiana. Uh, U of L. Scoots, you acting like Indiana is just some bastion of defense, too, is hilarious. No, nobody in the state of Indiana plays defense high, at any level. There's zero defense played at all. To act like Indiana should be good at defense is hilarious. He said that they'd be bad at defense, Roush. I know, but like acting like he's disappointed in Baco for not trying on defense, that's the most five-star thing I've ever heard. You know, Roush, like, of course he didn't play defense. All I want is a little bit of effort. That's I, I want the same thing UofL fans want. I just want my players to try. And when with Mbako... He doesn't try defensively. So if I can just get him effort where it needs to be, I'm fine with bad defense. I just want effort. That's what it comes down to. If he showed half of the enthusiasm he shows in the Taco Bell line on the court, I mean, we're talking (laughs) a different player. Somebody with passion. Somebody with energy. Uh, Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Remember to shop at Shady Rays for your holiday shopping. Go to ShadyRays.com, and I've got to get and use that promo code Big X to check out for 40% off because our buddy, friend of the show, maybe best friend of the show, Big Blue Drew, he went to the physical Shady Rays location. There's one at Oxmoor Mall and then the shops at the Bluegrass Plaza. Um, not sure exactly which one he went to, but I think he went to the one in Oxmore. He 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 just is a good friend, folks. He played the game. He was like, yeah, I heard about you all in Kentucky Roll Call. They hype you all up all the time. I've got to get me some sunglasses. Uh, to the point that 
Big Blue Drew, I guess, was like, you all should even play their show while you all are working. Like, you know, <laughs> get it on through the speakers. And Big Blue Drew said that they may actually do that moving forward. Um, but it was like an hour after that. And I've actually got to write this email back today. I got a little caught up yesterday. But uh, our contact from Shady Rays emailed me and he said, hey, I guess some listener came into our store buying a bunch of sunglasses today. And he was so complimentary to you all. And we told him that, you know, we're big fans of you all, too. So just hope you're doing well. It was the guy who I talked with during the scramble, the big X scramble back in August. So shout out to Big Blue Drew. He's the man. And he's also got some great, amazing polarized sunglasses that are going to go right on top of his head. He showed me the pair that he that he ordered. It, folks, it's lucky that he's a taken man. Otherwise, I'm not sure there'd be any women left in the entire city of Louisville with Big Blue Drew having these shades on his face. He went with the black emerald polar or the Cayman black emerald polarized. And folks, they're sharp. I mean, they are a sharp sunglasses you'll get them at shadyrays.com you'll save money with the promo code big x 40 percent at checkout shout Boom. out to big blue drew shout out to big blue drew watch out ladies or no you're saying like he he's well, a married man i know but that's what i'm saying it's it's a problem for women because they see him and then they see the ring on his thing and they're like ah oh, uh, yeah this is uh, the worst shout out to his daughter starting her sophomore year at eastern basketball season i think has gotten underway or at least scrimmages have gotten underway so i uh, know big blue drew is going to be busy with that eastern with uk basketball it's yes i thought she was at like mercer or something she transferred ah uh, gotcha you got, pro- you got a problem with that scoots no no, I mean, if that's where they see the best place, yeah. No, do you? I just, they I was just, want her to, they, they just want her to be happy. Yeah, that's all it comes down yeah. to. That's all that, that that's all that it comes down to. Roush, are we going to be happy tomorrow night at like eleven thirty p.m.? Shoot me. I think so, but I'm just, I'm just nervous about it. Like, there's, um, and I, I did wake up feeling much more confident. Um, because South Carolina isn't a good football team. I've been saying that since before the season started. It's just the the cumulative effect of only, what, is it four losses in five weeks for the Cats? Or I guess it's probably six weeks because there was a bye sprinkled in there. The cumulative effect, TJ, of losing has my heart just really worried. Because, um, you know, the pass even stinks. And Spencer Rattler, say what you will about him, he's pretty good at spinning the ball. Uh, he's pretty good at finding receivers downfield. They've got a really good one in Leggett, who is just – he's a badass. It seems like South Carolina – I mean, going back to before Debo Samuel and Farrell Cooper, like they've always just got one guy who's a dog. We thought it would be Juice Wells. He got hurt. Uh, but Xavier Leggett has been great for them this year. So my heart is just – like it's building up a lot of walls um, around it to try to like not be hurt again by the poorest pass defense. But the thing is, is this defense is really bad for South Carolina. Kentucky should be able to – they should be able to score a lot of points. I'm, I'm on the team total over uh, at 27.5 for the Cats. Um, I, I think they're going to not only be able to effectively throw the ball, but this should be their biggest running performance in, I don't know, it's been a month. Like they haven't been able to run the football, and that's a big reason why the offense has struggled. This should be a good, great get right spot for Ray Davis. They rank 81st in success rate against the run. So I think this offense is going to score some points. It's just how 
did it, are we getting a shootout here or can the defense do enough to to quiet the sandstorm right like that that's where a lot of this comes down to is like please defense for the love of god just get a couple stops here sack spencer Rower. if if north carolina and gene chizik can get some pressure on that guy for crying out loud you should be able to put him on his ass a couple of times saturday night at williams Wright stadium yeah get him on his ass i've got two questions if you're because you, you you mentioned that there could be some shootout potential here that's kind of fun I, I, I hope that the defense lets it you know doesn't get torched but i like the idea of uk's offense being able to, to have some success what would south carolina's defensive game plan be against uk's offense given that they're not very good and, but you look at UK, and UK struggled in the passing attack, although it's getting better. UK has been really good at the rushing attack, although it's been a little bit more inconsistent. If you're South Carolina, if you're the defensive coordinator there, what, what would your game plan be tomorrow night? It's interesting you mentioned that because South Carolina has been so bad on defense this year, and their defensive coordinator is so desperate to keep his job. He completely changed their entire game plan a week ago. They were a four-down line team that played – cover three and mix in some blitzes and stuff like they, they had a lot of different things and last week they decided we're gonna go three three five um uh, and just play coverage have three house safeties over the top keep everything in front of us and uh it worked against vandy because vandy is really bad completely gone off the rails this year um i don't know if it's going to be able to work against kentucky <laughs> I think Kentucky will be able to just whoop their ass up front if they try to but, do that. But that's we, a bad sign if you're doing that, TJ, in week 10. No, that's a horrible sign. That's like uh, five days before the end of the college basketball see, season being like, you're a power four? No, you need to be playing point. Like, get, get, get over here. We're, we're playing zone tonight. All zone, the whole night, <laughs> nothing else. Like, wait, we're going to be Jim, we're Jim Behan moving forward, exclusively zone. Yeah, it is a wild thing to do. I mean, that's a wild thing to do. That late in the season, uh, okay. I I I hope that uh, UK makes them pay. Don't don't you mention though that UK normally struggles against a a three three five? Well, a good one. Um, I, I <laughs> the thing about Mississippi State, their linebackers they had two guys because because you are correct. It's that that defense has been a problem for them. But Mississippi State's two linebackers are two of the top three tacklers in the entire conference. They've done that well. It's a part of their culture. Even before this year, you know, Zach Arnett's been running that thing there for four years now. They just put it in in a week. I don't think it's going to be as nearly as complex, and they're going to be as good at it. Uh, so uh, that is one thing that does give me some optimism going into this game is that I, I, I think they were kind of doing it out of necessity because they're so bad and out of desperation. And – you know, it's probably going to give Kentucky more to look at on tape, but most of it, it's like you don't don't concern yourself too much. Um, just do what you do best. I don't really know what that is, but focus on yourself because if you if you're physical at the point of attack, right? If you can put it on them, if you can make the, put the onus on South Carolina to respond to your physicality, yeah, I think you're going to just be able to run all over them Saturday night. Get some explosive runs. Um, and, and get back to playing some some hard-nosed Kentucky football that creates some opportunities for big plays in, in the play-action pass game with Devin Leary and co. Sounds good to me. And then this is something that's probably more like personal to me than the team, although this always does cross my mind. Do you think it's an added bonus for UK just the way last year unfolded? 
having those dudes dance all on your field and in your locker room and while you were banged up. And it was a horrible game plan from UK against South Carolina, although they were so limited in what they were going to be able to do. Do you think a revenge factor is on the table or has just so much time passed that it's, you know, probably a wash in that regard? So it's we've got a fun dynamic here where South Carolina is playing for a bowl and if they, I mean, they have to win all four games in November, which wouldn't be crazy. Beamer's got some big upsets in November. We saw what he did against Tennessee and Clemson last year. He just blew out Florida two years ago in year one, and that ended Dan Mullen. He was basically fired after that point. So he's been good in November. He's desperate to to get to six wins. That's kind of what they're playing for. But over at Kentucky, I I I. I haven't gotten this confirmed, TJ. Uh, I'm not going to Carissa Thompson this, but I'd be willing to wager a significant amount of money that they've shown that video of Shane Beamer dancing with sunglasses in the Kroger Field locker room quite a bit at that football facility this week. I, I, I do think that is definitely revenge factors in play. I know rosters change year to year, but you got you – got, they they came into your house and they danced all over your field after whooping your ass when you were a top twenty five team. Uh, I, I I think the revenge factor is is big here for the cats. I really do. I hope you're right. I think that stuff can matter. I think sometimes late in college football seasons and and it applies to basketball as well. Sometimes just the team that wants it more it means something more too. It, it's just an edge like that can kind of go a long way, or it can make it, it can tip the tables in from a loss to a win, or it can even tip the tables from like what would be maybe a close competitive game to potentially a blowout if one team is just much hungrier than the other. I know that stuff is subjective, and you know if Kentucky goes out there and they look flat, oh they weren't hungry, they didn't want it. Uh, if South Carolina goes out there and they look flat, oh, they were dead. They're, they had given up on the season. You can play that card so many different ways. But I like hearing that. Um, and then, you know, per the reports last year of South Carolina going into the Kroger Field bathrooms and leaving upper deckers for, per, per, per Carissa Thompson, I mean, that's pretty gross. Not an accurate report, everybody. Have, have you all ever – I think it would be very difficult to do an upper decker. I've never done one myself. I'm quite the prankster. Never did that. I, has anybody executed one properly? I'm not sure what if that is. Anybody, if anybody, oh, if anybody ever does an upper decker at my house, we we can be friends and we you know we can move on and we can apologize. You know things can, but like we're probably going to get in a fist fight. If you go number two in the top part of the toilet and not the bowl scoots. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I, it stays I, I, in I there, like, too. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy about that. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be a cool thing to do. I've never known anybody that's actually ever done one, Roush. I've never known anybody that's actually ever had one done to them. So, but, uh, uh, funny, funny thing is, I think the only person I've known that it's had been executed on them, this is – I don't know if it was too – Mike Mara, or he did it to them, but it was like they, they were living in the same house. And I, I forget who, but he was involved in it, and somebody pulled off an upper decker. Uh, I forget who the attacker was or not. My my favorite prank was similar uh, to that, where we had, you know, the ceiling, the, like, recess ceilings where you can move the the deals, right, the, like, the little squares? I do. Somebody uh, in the frat house put – a piece of fish in the roof of one of theirs. Uh, it just hit it in the ceiling. And it after days and days, it was very poor smelling. And the guy had to go 
eventually he got tipped off that it was somewhere in the roof. And so he had to just go through and look, like lift up all the ceiling things until he found it. And he was very mad. That was a very funny prank. Uh, what wasn't funny is he retaliated by throwing the fish in the microwave and setting it to like four in that other person's room, um, four minutes. Well, it almost caught the house on fire and there was smoke everywhere. And instead of just that room stinking up, the whole house stunk up. So he ended up not only getting pranked on, but like it was kind of like in retaliation, everybody hated him for that. So it was, uh, it was, it was quite the mess. So in this so-called upper decker, is it like on top of the toilet or on like the seat? No, on like in the in the tank on top of it. And and so the what? The part is is it fills up with water continuously, so like it doesn't Wait, it so stuck you're up there. You're taking the lid off the tank and that's where it's taking place? Yeah. Yeah, Holy exactly. smokes. Which I think like in theory like, that's what, what an I mean, it'd be difficult to execute. You know? I can't believe South Carolina did that after their win at, at Kroger Field <laughs> yesterday, last year. It's, uh, gro- it's gross. It's disgusting. And uh, we're going to make them pay for that. We're going to make them pay for it. And there's going to be a really cool concert, Roush, if you enjoy hearing Sandstorm live. I just think it's so I, – I, 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 I'm looking forward to going and having DeRue just push the button. Because, right, I mean, he's showing up to push a button and go, like, just raise the roof and – I thought he was doing a concert. I know, but like, what does the DJ do as a concert? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you yeah, know. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, he's going to mix up his other stuff, and then it's going to be an even bigger drop. But I mean, I don't know. My brother's into that stuff. I'm Grizz is cool. He's a DJ that does saxophone, and he like electrifies it somehow. Um, which... Did you all? Yeah. Uh, did you all see that? Snoop is giving up smoke. What? No. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's done this before, right? Not that um, I know of. Uh, he he's done it, I think, briefly. What's the reason? Um, I'm always skeptical that it's like, yeah, it's some gimmick or some like advertising. I'm giving up smoke because I'm in on the vape, or it's like some new partnership or something. But I don't know. Twenty hours ago, he tweeted out or xed out. And said, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. Snoop Dogg. And it was a picture, a black and white picture of him praying. Hmm. Good for him. Scoots, what do, you, what do we make of this? It seems strange. Uh, there's got to be some other underlying health issue, I, I'm thinking. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Um you know, like his like second to last tweet before them is just him with a good old fashioned blunt. Um, I, it's got to be a health related issue, but like what 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 could change right now for Snoop? You know, I don't know how old he is. Do we have an age on Snoop Doggy Dog? Mm, uh, I 62. would guess he's. I think he's like probably closer to six. Oh, 52 on the dot. Wow. I said 62. For what it's worth. Oh, I thought you said 52. Yeah. <laughs> I won't I take a little, credit. He's a little younger than I thought. Okay, well, if he's 52, I guess, you know, it's never too late to make changes in your life. But well, you would think maybe some damage has probably been done. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe you switch to rolling papers instead of blunt wraps. I mean, those are those are hard on the lungs. You can't, you can't be doing that forever. So maybe he just needs to do a hard stop before he eventually eases back into just like edibles or something, you know, like something that what if he just became the new edible guy, you know, always, Uh, always, 
I did find it interesting, too, uh, speaking of the world of hip-hop, that Andre 3000 is releasing a flute album. <laughs> have you seen That's this? Cool. Yeah. No. He, but he, did, he, did he like have some heart-to-heart about why he left Outkast or something? I thought I saw somebody tweeting about that. Yeah, it's a video that went viral where he essentially was like, you know, I I was kind of running out of stuff to do creatively. Like, my creative juices weren't there. He's like, what am I going to do, rap about my colonoscopy, my my vision getting bad? Like, I'm just kind of ran out of stuff. And, I mean, I get it. When you're a creative, and he went probably, what, eight, ten years? I mean, that was a the, – the early stuff wasn't as mainstream, but – I mean, he had a hell of a run there. And so I, I could understand, especially when you're as um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like his creative juices were very creative juices, right? Like, I mean, he really went for it, you know, uh, in so many different areas. So I could see how he just kind of got tapped out there. Understandable. Should we head on over to the Thornton sex line? 502-414-1450 is the number. Can't wait to fuel up at Thorns before I hit the road and get my lottery tickets because I, I, I owe us. Unbelievable. Um, it's, it's really pathetic performance from me this week, so my apologies, gentlemen. I'll make sure I'm at Thorns today getting myself a coffee, a donut, and some lottery tickets so we can – we're not quitting the radio show if we win the lottery, right? We're taking ne- We're taking next week off, though. I'll tell you that right now. If you win this weekend, <laughs> we are doing no shows next week. Promise. Well, we'll, we'll no, we want to like, do a show to – yeah, yeah. No, yeah. y'all better find another producer because if we win a lottery, I won't be here next week. Promise. Well, I know Trevor's ass ain't going to be here either. <laughs> Here's a wild idea, says a texter. Scoots, ask the barber to cut the sides and not the top. Could do that. That is a wild idea. Yeah, that is that's pretty crazy. I mean, isn't isn't that a fade? He's worried about how it's growing on the sides versus how it's growing on the top. Roush, he said that yesterday. I'm eventually. I know. I'm too eventually. Much or not enough. Eventually, Roush, it's going to come to the point where I'm going to need to cut the sides in the back, and the top's just not going to be ready. So I'm I'm kind of confused at this point. What I do? Yeah, it's pretty what easy. The- you just fade it out. I'll leave that up to my hairstylist. We didn't all think Threads was going to take off. Ridiculous statement. We did not talk about Threads yesterday. I forget a lot that we talk about on our show, but we did not talk about Threads yesterday. This could not have been for us, and nobody here is dumb enough to think Threads was going to take off in this group. Uh, Doesn't mean that people didn't think that, like, you know, maybe it's worth getting an account or something like that. I didn't, but I don't think anybody here thought that Threads was going to be the next big social media platform. So, not that could not be for us that um that came and went over a weekend you know like i yeah. i just completely missed it where it, it happened on like a friday i wasn't really online and then on a monday people were talking about threads being dead and i was like oh i guess, well, I guess well, I although it. i probably wouldn't be shadow banned on threads huh, fair enough tj never thought i'd see the day where atherton football is hosting a region title but St. X is already out, and a potential 8-4 Kentucky football season will be a disappointment. What's next? George R.R. R. Martin actually finishing the wins of winter? Yeah, shout out to Atherton. Uh, that's a hilarious George R.R. R. Martin joke. There's no way that's ever happening. And, uh, you know, if I was if I would have gone to public school, Roush, you may as well call me the Jack Harlow Sr. I would have been at Atherton. Ather TJ. I would have been stuffing him in lockers. I would have been fine going to Atherton. I mean, being able to be in school in like two minutes from your house, that'd be kind of cool. 
Yeah. Probably uh, would have gotten in some trouble, I would imagine. Yeah, I um I just I never Atherton felt like a a black hole for me where I just whoa. It was in in high school like I I didn't really know where it was at the time and I just I I just thought that that was where the nerds went. I had no conception of who went there, what it, it just it, it was completely irrelevant on every because it, they they weren't even in the social scene either, TJ. You know, I'm sure you knew kids at various public schools. There, you you know, we hung out with Butler kids quite a bit. Like you, you knew people at other public schools, but there was something about Atherton where I just they weren't even on the the register. Are there girls at Atherton? Yeah. There were girls, all right. You made the wrong decision, TJ. Yeah, right. Perfect attendance at St. X, and now I'm the golden child of the Tigers. You get to see boys all day. We weren't distracted, is what you mean to say. <laughs> Trying to do some bowl projections. If the Cats go 8-4, and four, I feel like they'll play either North Carolina State or UNC in the Gator Bowl. How would you all feel about those matchups? A lot better than the alternatives. Would not want NC State in the Gator Bowl. We just did that during the COVID year. People forget that. Um, UNC would be – I mean, it would kind of stink because you know Drake May is not going to play in that game, right? I mean, he'd be opting out. Mac Brown – might be retiring, which – did you see that retirement denial yesterday, TJ? I did not. So, I love the coaching carousel denials of rumors and all this stuff. It, it was an all-time denial. Um, like, one of the funnier ones I've ever seen. Because not it didn't come from Mike Brown. It came from an assistant AD, Jeremy Sharp. So, that would be similar to, like, Mark Hill or Tony Neely saying, it's that time of the year, so someone is going to start this rumor in hopes of affecting our team and recruiting like they've done the last two years. Mac Brown is full steam ahead. In fact, he already has spring practice planned and is currently setting up visits in December. So, no, he's not retiring. Yeah, because uh, when has spring practice being scheduled ever stopped a coach from leaving the school? I mean, Mac Brown's probably retiring at the end of this year. He's got Drake May leaving. He's done a good job recruiting there for a few years. Um but, I mean, if you saw him crying at the end of the Duke game, I mean, he he had a very limited run in him when he decided to come back to UNC. He's got them in a good spot. Um, he wouldn't be leaving on bad terms. So, yeah, uh, North Carolina could be a deadbeat if they end up facing them in in, in that Gator Bowl. So, but I, but I do think Gator Bowl is very much um, the destination if Kentucky finishes 8-4. and four. That- If not, it'll be Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, and like I think that there is a step up between Duke's Mayo and Gator. Is there really? Probably not. But people just get a little bit more excited about Florida than they do about North Carolina. And I know you had a great time when you went to the Belk Bowl that one year, Roush. And I do think Charlotte probably an underrated city. But there is a difference between those. And really, really it's probably the matchup, like which team you would get in either bowl game would decide which bowl game would probably be more anticipated and what better. But the per like the best case scenario, seemingly on the table for UK finish the season eight and four, you beat Louisville. People are excited about it. You get the Gator bowl, ideally against a relatively bigger name, or at least a name that would be somewhat fun. I think North Carolina could do that. I agree with you, Roush, that NC state really wouldn't, um, you know, even if you got like a Miami and I don't think they'd make a Gator Bowl, but like a, a Miami and the Gator Bowl could be a little fun as well. But for the most part, it does seem like the big picture stuff has been missed for UK. 
if you could get a Florida bowl game yeah. again, we wouldn't say that this season was a disappointment if that happens. Correct. I mean, get a chance to end it with by beating a top 15 Louisville team. That would be huge. I, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I, I think Miami could also be on the table in, in that Gator Bowl, um, depending on how they finish the season. So that that could be significant. Like a, that that would definitely get people fired up. I think. And the other thing too, just about the Gator Bowl. I mean, playing in a Gator Bowl that's been around. I want to say it's the third oldest bowl game bowl game in college football. Um, even older than you know, like the the Cotton Bowl, right? Like it's it's been around for a long time. Um, that adds a little bit of prestige and I, and I think it also gets a pretty premier uh time time viewing slot as well it, that that's it's all thrown off by the NFL so I don't have them all memorized but uh that's that's certainly on the table with a win Saturday um over the South Carolina Gamecocks uh it looks like I forgot to skip or send or oops actually we're not even on that one yet so I'll get to that here in a moment how bad is how is it bad coaching at the half when you have your freshmen go off script and throw up a bad shot it's their third game our fan base is like spoiled little kids sometimes oh no we lost the game cry me a river these are probably the same fans that every time Cal opens his mouth they run and say Cal's talking down to us um, there was some overreaction, obviously, to be expected. It's Kentucky basketball. It's just the nature of the beast in that regard. But I, I do think that like it, it was fair to criticize if you didn't like the rotations there at the end. I think you can you can say that you didn't love that about Calipari, and it doesn't make you a, a hater or anything like that. Um, there, there were. There were some decisions that could be second-guessed there at the end. It is the third game. Hopefully, they'll figure out rotations a little bit better as the season goes on, but that's what that stuff's for, and it does stink to let that one slip away, and it's okay to be frustrated by that. But I do think, Roush, most U.K. fans came away positive, optimistic, ready to roll. But there were a few people that were that were very over-the-top negative. Yeah, and that's going to happen. The- that's yeah, that's the muscle memory. But I think for the most part, people were more understanding because, uh, the, like, there, there's reasons why Reed and Dillingham didn't play more. Part of it's their own doing, getting into foul trouble, um, and another part of it too is, I mean, you you saw some of the decisions Dillingham made down the stretch. That was what Cal was trying to avoid. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, let's hit our last break. Come back. We uh, gosh, we got a lot of text to get to. Uh, we got to do our picks of the week, make our predictions for both Cats games. It's going to be a jam-packed final 20 minutes of Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. When we return, don't go anywhere. It's going down. Meet me in the club. It's going down. Anywhere you meet me, guaranteed to go down. Meet me in the trap. It's going down. Meet me in the mall. It's going down. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I can't believe we drove around all day and there's not a single job in this town. There is nothing, nada, zip. Yeah, unless you want to work 40 hours a week. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. One final segment on today's show. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to tell you about Salsaritas. Uh, Roush, actually, is going to tell you a little bit about Salsaritas, and their two locations in Louisville. I, I love their tacos. I love their burritos. I love their nachos because I really love their wildly addictive chips. Make them a part of your holiday party this year. Get the catering. 
TJ, what's the what's the promo code for the catering and you get 20 bucks off or is it No, the the fall 23 I think that's off for now. Okay, okay. I could be wrong, but you do get double points after 6 p.m., which that's is exciting. What I was that's what I was looking for. I was fishing for the double points. I found them on the Salsaritas app. So get the Salsaritas app before you go. Get some of those wildly addictive chips. They're fresh guacamole, outstanding queso and much more at Salsaritas. You can find them in St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane or the location of the drive through in Middletown. Uh, we've got to wrap the show with our picks uh, and wrap up the Thornton's text line. But I also wanted to give a shout out to my friend Freddie Maggard, who's uh, he's been he's been a roll caller plenty of times before. Um, he is the genesis of my first big bet with Trevor. We we're betting over NFL draft picks, um, how many Kentucky would have back in 2018. Um, and yesterday, Freddie he wrote a, a long story about his health struggles as of late. Um, showed a lot of vulnerability. I mean, basically said, Hey, uh, I'm not all right right now. And I'm, I'm working towards getting better. It's, uh, it sucks because it, he's dealing with stuff that he, he writes and talks for a living and it's making writing and talking much more difficult. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like our taking the voice away from a radio person. Right. But he's, he's doing his damnedest. He's straining. He's trying a lot of different therapies and, He's uh he's really taking it to the uh to the chin, and I, I respect the hell out of him for being so open with his struggles. Um, it's it's not easy. It's very humbling, I'm sure, and um, I'm just I'm excited to see the Big Blue Nation rally around him because um, it, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who'd say a bad thing about about Freddie Maggard. It is not to sound insensitive. Is is. Is he sick? Is it just, you know, he's just having kind of a tough time getting out of a slump? No, it's like, a, it's like a cognitive um, thing. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like a brain chemistry thing. Jeez, uh, those are terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's, it I, oh, I hate that. I hate that for him because it's like you just – all you want to do is feel normal, and it's like, you know, even doctors aren't 100% sure what how, how you get back to that. And it's scary, and it's hard just to kind of operate day to day. I've had uh, – I've known a family member that I, I don't – I won't pretend to know if it's the same thing or not the same thing, but it sounds similar. Uh, it's – yeah. Uh, it our sucks. Thoughts with, our, our thoughts are with Freddie. That's a good way to put it. It just sucks. Because, like, you, you know, you can't – see anything and I, I think for freddie too what frustrates him as much as anything is that he's very he does all the high school reporting and he's very particular on getting names right you know and it may and that's what he's struggling with most um is just slipping up names you know and that and i know that can be frustrating but um yeah. freddie it, buddy it's okay if you mess up a name every once in a while we got your back and we're glad that he's still going to be um rocking and rolling with us as as long as he possibly can uh, as long as he's able to, so uh, he'll be staying at it. We're we're excited to have him with us, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll keep supporting him while he keeps straining to fight through this whole thing. Uh, Love hearing it. You all have got a, a great support group over there, and that's really just all of all of UK fans, as a matter of fact. So awesome, awesome uh, for you to say that, and we're all rooting for for Freddie and keep us keep us updated. Text on in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Let's try to read a few more texts before we get to our picks of the week segment, um, which, by the way, I made my picks yesterday, and I just wanted to, like, all right, I'm sure the lines probably haven't changed over the last, you know, 24 hours or so. No, all my lines did change, so I'm glad I, I checked. Otherwise, I'd come off looking like a real big dumb idiot, you know? Mm, mm, yep, yeah, um, been there before. 
Anyways, the texts are on the Thornton's text line. I don't have it pulled up right at the second. Roush, if you do, fire away. All right, I'll fire away. Just hate how things played out. These teams should belong in to the communities, not some goofball billionaire, especially when those communities are funding the stadiums. Yeah, that's a, from a regular texter, and they had texted in something before then. I thought I'd sent that over, but I guess I didn't. They were responding to my tweet saying, like, okay, here, here we go. I'll get it pulled up here. Um, come on, come on, TJ. Oakland has gone from three teams to none in the last decade. It feels a bit harsh to group them with the rest of the Bay Area. Oakland is a much more working class and has been through a lot. I tweeted out like, boo-hoo, the athletics are losing their baseball team. Now California goes from 21 professional sports teams down to 20. Like, I, I'm not crying for the fans of Oakland. Travel an hour across the bay, and you've got every professional sport you could ever want. Um, and I think I'm coming, Texter. I, I, I can empathize from time to time, but I just not not here. Um, we haven't had professional sports in in my state my entire life, and then we get women's professional soccer, which is exciting and cool. But like, I, I don't feel bad for the athletics fans. That place was a dump, and that's not their fault necessarily. But nobody ever showed up, which is to some degree, their fault. Like, you need to show up. Um, I know the owners kind of was was hosing them over and whatnot, but you'll get better atmospheres in Vegas, too. When the Red Sox have to take a West Coast trip and they're going to go play the Mariners, uh, which is a good atmosphere more times than not, and then they go to the Athletics, which is a horrible atmosphere, now they'll go to Vegas, which will be which will be much better. So that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, Texter, I will say I agree with what you're saying in regards to, like, the no state tax money should ever pay for another stadium ever again in any capacity this, for professional sports. If it's like a college thing, maybe that's a different story. But for professionals, never again should an owner of a team – and by the way, like they do own the teams. They, they have the right – it's theirs. They can do what they want with them. But the fact that, yeah, they should be paying for all their own stadiums. I agree with you there, Texter. The whole athletic situation is really interesting. I was reading an article yesterday – so their stadium right or contract with they have with their stadium now ends in 24. Their stadium in in Las Vegas isn't supposed to be completed till 2028. So there's three years there where they don't have a plan, and that's fascinating to me. Bring them to Slugger Field. Come on. Did uh, I also read um, F1 is in Las Vegas this week, and it's just been a disaster. Um, it was, I think, a, Keith, I think Keith was out there. Yeah. Essentially the strip, like the strip that was drawing everybody in to come to Vegas, like, Hey, you know, free entertainment on the strip. You can walk around, uh, that the race is on the strip. And so not only is it making it complicated just to get around for the tourists, but the people who also work there are pissed off about it. Cause mm. not only is it hurting their commute in, but they're getting less business because, you basically had to buy tickets to it. It's just been a, a nightmare. And uh, Formula with this F1 One situation. They actually had to cancel practice yesterday because of a loose like sewer cover. Couldn't couldn't practice. Oh my heavens. <laughs> what a disaster. What an absolute disaster. Uh Texter says Cohen needs to get out of the press box and back on the sideline. He needs to feel the game from the sideline. 
Although I do think UK played better uh, offensively once he went up there, but I don't know. That's something they'll tinker with in the offseason, but he'll Just, be up there for the rest of the Can he make the secondary any better? It, can he be in the student section to make the secondary better? I'll do that if that's the case. Those Dickinson moving screens aren't blatant in real time. It's on our coaching staff to alert the officials and on our players to do a better job selling it. Yeah, Roush, you and I disagree. Like, I I know uh, what we will agree on is that, like, I know Hunter Dickinson knows the game. Like, I know he knows he can get away with that stuff, yeah. and that's why he he does it. It is technically a moving screen, though. Like, I'm not – I will I will hear nothing else. That is a moving screen. Oh, yeah. That, he, my, my argument, though, is more of, like, that's what people get away with regularly. It's, it's, agree, it's kind of like – it's like the walk thing in the NBA. It's a walk, and it's like, well, you, you know, you get it. Because most times on those – uh, ball screens too. I feel like you are setting two, and so like that. That's why that clip that peak had slowed down didn't like bother me at all. And I, I'm also a if you can get away with it, do it. The whole uh, De'Aaron Fox would do the little head anytime he got shoved, he would nod his head up and he would get a foul called on the other guy. You know, eight times out of ten, refs are very stupid. So whatever you can do to get them to fall for it, like I'm all for it. Get away with it. I think just people really hate Hunter Dickinson, so they're um, they're they're micro analyzing his stuff, and and you know he he is seven two. He stands out. You notice that stuff a little bit more. I will say that like he is he is a somewhat nimble seven two guy. All things considered, like Zach Eady can't do what Hunter Dickinson is doing in those screens. He's just too like big and bulky. Now he yeah. can like lean into screens and make it really. He can set good screens. Make no mistake about it. But he can't kind of do the happy feet of like, oh, you're here. Well, I'm here too. Oh, you're over there. Well, I've actually come to think of it, I'm over here too. Eady can't do it as well. So. Uh, Dickinson's unique and at least his size, but you are right that other players still will do screens like that. It just looks different when you have one of the biggest dudes in college basketball doing it. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, I think we all agree Kentucky needed to shoot more threes, but 38's too many. 26 to 32 is probably the sweet spot depending on pace. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll fall back to the take I've had the last like five years. I don't care how many threes they shoot as long as they win. Uh, this team will be shooting more threes, though, just the makeup of it, and especially yeah. without a true five. So it's probably going to be a little bit more than normal. I don't care. Just have them go in and win. Uh, Texture says, I'm sure Roush is already aware, but Clinkscale deleted his Twitter account. Yeah, that was um, – that was uh, ooh, what does this mean? What's it going to be? Um, because I'm sure Kentucky would take him back with open arms um, if there is a mass exodus at Michigan this year. So something something to keep an eye on. Pretty pretty big to have a big time recruiter like that delete their account right before recruiting season really gets hot. And yeah, that is interesting. Thoughts on the new three star the Cats picked up? Yeah, the big blue wall, bigger, bluer, yep. better than ever. Mark Nave, former Ohio State commit uh, from Toledo. Uh, Kentucky's got a good track record with Ohio and Kentucky offensive linemen. Right, he fits that profile, and he has potential to play right tackle, which I like too. So uh, Mark Nave. You know, we'll find out um, down the road, but they they need the. We all agree the big blue wall needs to get bigger and bluer, and uh, he's a step in the right direction. A texter says that place is known for their burgers, huh? Sure. Um, I I still remember Roush like the conversation I had with my wife when we were just, this was like early on in our dating career and we were just trying to, it was just like figure out lunch. I think we wanted to go to a spot with like TV because there was a game on or something. And I think I threw out like Hooters 
and she was flabbergasted to learn that like there are some guys that do go to Hooters just because they like their food. Like it's <laughs> not like a. You, I know there's restaurants out there. Club? I get it that there's restaurants that do exist out there, but like I. There are people that just do enjoy good wings that they don't care that like somebody's virtually in their underwear handing it to you. Um, yeah, I'm more I'm more intrigued by the TV setup a lot of times than anything. Like the yeah. the Washington Preston has a great TV setup. Uh, I thought it was funny too that I didn't even realize Twin Peaks was one of those until it was like, oh, sports bar finals are on. I I just didn't do the. Then there goes Roush just name dropping left and right after we did the integrity of the show. We did so good. Unbelievable. Oh, is that what the is no, that it, what it, it, we're moving past it? A texter <laughs> on the Thornton's text line says, I may have missed it, but what's the name of this restaurant? I love trying new places, even though it seems like they're working on some stuff. Uh, we, you know, they're not a sponsor, so there's no way we'd ever drop that name on the air. Just two mountains yeah, that look alike. Definitely not an accident because we uh-huh. don't ever drive by Shelbyville Road. Uh, John here again. First off, I apologize for not giving a Cats prediction. The football Cats will win. That's all I'm going to say about that. I was not going to text in because I feel like I might be a curse for my predictions for the football Cats. I feel like I might be a curse if I did not text in. Do you all ever feel like that? Got to go, Cat. You later. Oh, I'm, John, I'm very much there, no, John. Buddy, no need to apologize. No big deal. A texter says, TJ, are you going to root for Atherton football tonight as they host their first ever regional? Yes, I'm in on Atherton. For the love of Pete, I'm in on Atherton. Uh, Texter says, it is illegal, but they can give you gift cards that the value is enough to cover your beer. Oh, okay. We once had a waitress quit in the middle of our order. She came, took our order. We just sat at O'Charlie's, never to have the food delivered whatsoever. That doesn't really surprise me at O'Chucks. That's not like the. I feel like I need. I went to an O'Chucks last time, probably about six months ago, and before that, it was probably about three years ago. And there's always some drama going on with the staff there. It seems like um, always good, but good food, great chicken tenders. I can't believe says, that the one on the only one I know is on Dixie Highway, and I can't believe it's open. Yeah. So every time I see it, I'm shocked that it's there. I think that one on Hurstbourne by the Canes is still open, although just I think I saw a tumbleweed rolling across the last time I was there. Dog treat edibles coming soon, and dog spelled Snoop Dogg. I like that. Oh, yeah. There we go. Fellas, what's the best spots to hit in Columbia? Just hit the road to watch the cats beat the, the cuckoos, they say. Um, go to Polly's front porch for a burger, but do not go there at night. <laughs> uh, unless you just points? Yeah, it's in five points. Yeah. They yeah. have an awesome, awesome, awesome burger. Highly recommend. So five points. You, you sound like an adult texter. Five points is great in the afternoon, early evening, but it's just college kid city at night. You got to get away. Uh, but their downtown area, they've got a tin roof. They've got a world of – like there's a bunch of spots along their main street. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. The place that I like to go to, though, is Pearls. Um, it's it's I've just been a Pearls. Fun, it's a very fun people watching place. It's got some sky bar feels to it at times. Very too. big too, so you actually have a little space. Like people yeah. aren't on top of you there either, which is I nice. Feel like there's yeah. Usually a band on the first or second floor. Um, mm-hmm. too. So yeah, I, I really like Pearls. That's my I think Columbia, that's my South Carolina, one of the most underrated SEC towns. It, could you spend a month there? No. Can you spend a weekend there? Hell yeah! So have mm-hmm. fun, safe travels, and and cheer them on. I don't know but what the UK crowd's sig- going to be. My big suggestion, Groucho's in the morning for a hungover breakfast, like sandwich. It's not breakfast, but it's like subs, and you dip the sub in this sauce they have. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Is the weather just going to be, like, absolutely amazing down there, yeah. Rash? Oh, mid-70s, yeah. Like I'm, 
Man. I've got like I'm bringing a pullover, but I don't need it. It's going to be ah, killer. Gosh. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, all right. Well, I think we've hit the text for now, at least. Let's get to our pick segments, and we do have an update in the pick segments. New leader in the clubhouse, Whoa. Scooter Magooter. His hot wow. streak is paying off. He is 21 and 12 on the year for 27 points. Jesus he has the best Christ. record, and he has the most points. That's incredible, Scoots. Yeah, buddy. I fall back to second reluctantly. There's only two. I think there's two or three weeks left because I do think we do the Army Navy game. But the season is winding down for what it's worth. Uh, I'm in second at 20 and 13. I went one and two last week. I think I've gone one and two my last two weeks. So I'm cold. I've got 26 points. And then Roush is 15, 16, and two. He had a two and one week, but didn't get the lock, unfortunately. He's got 19 points. So he's eight off the lead. You're not eliminated yet, Roush. You still got a chance, but you really need to, like, not miss another one. So we start with the leader, unfortunately. It's not me. JK47, what's up? All right. I teased it earlier in the show. I'm going to go back to the well, a strategy that's been working for me all year. Give me under 32 on Illinois, Iowa. I mean, I, I love that you're just – I'm going to this foolproof thing that nobody's ever heard of, an Iowa under. Well, Roush, you're sitting at 15 and 16. You can't talk. Oh, Whoa! Suck it, buddy. Wow. Um, all right, my first pick, I'm going with I, – I, this line was two. I liked it a little better at two, um, but it's at one now. Go ahead and give me the Gamecocks plus one against Kentucky. I don't feel oh. good about it. Roush, you've made me feel better. I will admit that, that like you talking about how terrible their defense is makes me feel better. I think Spencer Rattler, sadly, is just going to pick apart this bad secondary. Um, so I don't feel good about it. But that, that we'll move past that. Uh, Scooch yep. or Roush, what's yours? My first pick is North Carolina plus seven and a half. That's a lot of points for a Clemson team that doesn't score very well. They, they've looked good against bad teams. Uh, really, Notre Dame's the only exception. So um, give me no, North Carolina a lot of points for Mac Brown's retirement party. Drake May's final big pop before he takes his talents to the league. Seems like you may think they win. Maybe so. That'd be a juicy but money I, line. I do like the seven with the hook. Uh, I, the other day it was down to six and a half. I did not like that. But gave me another point. I'm in. Scoots, what's pick number two? I'm going to continue to go with the underwell here. Give me under 31, East Carolina and Navy. Too low. They can't go low enough. You're a big fan of the system plays. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I've won some money off Jed Fish this year. I'm going to stick with it. I've, I've liked these lines. I, I don't know if Vegas just isn't a big Arizona believer or what the deal is. They're one-point favorites over Utah. I do think Utah is a solid team. I do think this game's going to be close, but – I like Arizona to win by a field goal or a touchdown. That'll cover the one point. They're having a nice season. Jed Fish, you will hear that name more, uh, probably yeah. in the coaching carousel. He's doing a good job. Go ahead and give me Arizona. Give me a point versus the Utes. Roush? I've liked betting Arizona this year, but I think people have caught on to him, and this is uh, this is too big of a game for them. Too big Ooh. of a game. Too big of a spot for the Wildcats. Uh, but with my second pick, um. I'm going to take uh, – oh, gosh. Uh, always always uh, a good sign. Tennessee can – I, can I do a team total? Yeah, sure. Tennessee under 23 and a half points. 23 and a half? Yeah. Uh, they, they aren't scoring. I, I worry that, that Georgia might play with their food a little bit on the road, but Tennessee's offense isn't scoring against this Georgia defense 24 points. So, I don't know. 
I like the over in that one. I don't know if I love that bet. I like the over in the total and the t- in the game total and Tennessee. I think that'll be a shootout. I, would, I think it'll be like 35 to 28 or something. I mean, Tennessee, is they, they don't score a lot of points this year, and Hinton Hooker couldn't score against the Georgia defense the last two years. So that's right. my line of thinking there. Scoots, lock of the week. All right, got a, one minute left. I'm going to go with James Madison, minus nine. They are hosting college game day this week. They're going to roll over App State. Lock it in. Okay, there's your lock of the week. Go ahead and give me the Miami Hurricanes. Giving this was a they were one point dogs. Now they're one point favorites. That line is switched. So unfortunately, I don't get them as dogs. I get them as favorites. Given a point versus U of L, they'll win. That's going to be a really sloppy field. It'll be an ugly game. The Hurricanes beat U of L. Roush. Uh, Iowa under 32 points, Scoots. Uh, I, I got to go to the old reliable, and nothing's more reliable than Iowa under. Welcome. All right, I gave my South Carolina pick. I think the Cats come up short, but I think basketball looks good today. 45-point win for UK, 110 to whatever minus 45 is on that, which I think would put you at 65. Cats win by 40, and uh, Kentucky wins. I, I've talked myself into beating South Carolina by a touchdown. Let's do it, Cats. Woo-hoo. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll see you on Monday. Go Cats. WXVW Jeffersonville.